The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. All right, set to take off. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's get at it. Uh, the number 416-870-6400. That is to call into the radio station now during this live broadcast and ask your employment law questions. If you're still wondering about uh, going back to work with COVID-19, you've been temporarily laid off. Maybe you're an employer trying to navigate the same business. Uh, bring it on here to talk to you. Make that phone call. It's, it's completely free. It'll give you the knowledge you didn't have before, and it'll also inform others that are also listening to this, uh, this show tonight. 416-870-6400. We'll take calls, and in between that, we've got a pile of emails that have been building up over the last few weeks, so I want to get to some of those. Lior, help at employmentlawyer.ca is, uh, is where we're going to go in that regard. I want to remind you, anytime during the show or otherwise, you need more information, free, anonymous, that's the best part, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Week that was. How are you, pal? What's going on? Johnny, I am doing great. Great to be Good. back here and uh, great to answer a lot of questions. That's what I hope to do. You have questions. I have answers. Uh, I've been answering questions all day, all week, all month. Well, it feels like uh, it's been nonstop for the last six months or so, but that's great. Uh, I want to help you understand your workplace rights now more than ever with COVID-19. Uh, it's a difficult situation. A lot of people expect it to be back to work by now, and maybe you're not back at work. Maybe you don't have an answer as to when you'll be back to work. Well, guess what? There's something you can do about that. We'll talk about that on this show. But if you have questions about your specific situation, take advantage. Pick up the phone. We're here. We're going to answer all those questions. And as John said, you'll be helping others that are listening. But, of course, you may want to talk privately. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. We'll give you my contact information throughout the show, phone number and email address, so that you can connect with me and, and we can have that private discussion. But let's start about talking a couple of situations that uh, came across my desk. Now, usually when I talk about the week that was, John, it's a story that usually has a, a happy ending where there's a solution and we solve the problem and, and everyone's happy. But not all situations can have a happy ending. Well, this one doesn't. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman. He'd been laid off uh, from uh, for COVID-19, and then he was brought back. But when he was brought back to work, he was reduced from full-time to part-time. His employer said, well, it's just going to be temporary. We, we should be able to bring you back to full-time shortly. Uh, shortly. Well, he started working part-time, and a couple months later, he's still working part-time. He contacted his employer, and he said, well, what gives? It's been a couple months. I want to go back to full-time. I need my full income. Employer says, well, I, I can't bring you back to full-time. I, I don't know if I can or when I can. Business is mm -hmm. slower, so i got to have to keep you part-time. So that's when he calls me, and he wants to know, Lior, what do I do here, and what, what, do I, what are my options? Well, here's the thing, John. His employer did not have the right two months ago to reduce him to part-time. There was no right that that employer had. But once the employer did that and he accepted it by yep. continuing to work, he's now accepted. He's now considered to have agreed to this change, especially two months later. So the problem with that is now it becomes his new role, his new job. He's now a part-time employee. If he had done something about it at the time or even a couple of weeks later, that would have been a constructive dismissal. But now he is stuck in that role, and that's a huge problem. Number one is he's going to work part-time, but also he's now given the company the right to do it again and reduces hours even more. So there's no happy ending here, but there's an important lesson. And the lesson is that if your employer changes the terms of your employment, 
whether it's because of COVID-19 or not, you have a small window to do something. You have the right, in many cases, to treat that as a constructive dismissal, to leave with your severance. If that's what you want to do, let's talk about it. If you just accept the reduction, if you just accept the change, you may be just like this person stuck in that new role. Reaching out, by the way, simple. Write it down, one 821 5900 That's to get a hold of Lior and a member of the firm, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Want to get to our phone calls. Uh, we got lots of open lines, so bring it on, 416-870-6400, live as always on a Wednesday evening. Ray, thank you for, uh, for hanging on for a couple minutes. How are you tonight? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good, brother. What's uh, What's on your mind? Well, I, I came off of a disability claim and was told there was no jobs for me and they were going to be working on a severance package. This is with a major, a major company here in Canada. Now I've been, uh, I've been delayed and delayed for seven months. I was wondering, is there a limit to that? Should I be getting a lawyer to get them moving on it? So were you cleared to return to work, Ray? I was cleared not to come back to the same job, but any other job. I had problems uh, with my back, but they, and they there was no jobs, no jobs at all available. So effectively, what they did is whatever seven or eight months ago they terminated your employment, but you haven't received your severance package. That's right. Well, that, that's that's forget about that. I was going to say it's nonsense, but it's not that. It's illegal. Uh, you you would have had to get your severance package right away. So yes, I, number one is. Yes, to, to get their butt in gear, of course you need some help. And chances are an employer that's not going to give you your severance package for eight months, when they do give it to you, what are the chances of it actually being adequate? So yeah. since, well, since you, they were using the COVID excuse because I had, to go, for a, uh, I had to go for a test to show my, show what my, my disabilities were. But, uh, you know, they, even that still hasn't finished it off yet. Now, Ray, how, how long did you work for, uh, for this company? 29 years. Wow. Well, I can tell you that someone in your situation would be probably anywhere from 20 to, uh, to 24 months uh, pay. That's what your severance should look like, including your salary, bonus, benefits, etc. So, right, you know, a letter from me should do this. Why wait another eight months or another week for that matter? Let me do what I do and I can help you get what you're owed. Okay. I'll get in touch with you. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Ray. Good stuff. Here is the number, just in case you didn't get it a moment ago, one 821 5900 Again, Ray, one 821 5900 You can use that number as well, but you see how quick that can happen. Complete mystery. Now he's got some answers. 416-870-6400. That is why we tell you to call into this live show and get those answers. Yeah, you, the first thing out of your mouth was no excuse. No excuse, COVID-19. No. And, and, you know, that's very important because yeah. we, we, I've been hearing and using it, uh, being used as an excuse for many things for, you know, not bringing you back or bringing you back to a different role or, or, or you know, doing all kinds of things. Well, but it's because of COVID. Well, here's the thing. While I can understand that uh, as a business owner myself, the reality is that employment laws don't take a back seat. They're not paused just because of COVID-19. The legal obligations that employers have are still there. Again, I don't make this stuff up. It's just the way the law works. So no, an employer cannot use COVID-19 as an excuse to avoid meeting its obligations. If that's what you think is happening, we should really talk about that and, and get it resolved. 
You bet. Again, 416-870-6400 is a number to call through. You can also go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, free, anonymous website. Lots of information there as well. As mentioned, a ton of emails to get through. Let's start it off with uh, our pal Travis. His first says, guys, can I be fired from my job because of COVID when other employees, less seniority, they're still working? So the, the short answer is yes. Uh, he can be let go because, remember, our, our rule that our, our regular listeners know about is that you can be let go pretty much for any reason and pretty much at any time as long as severance is paid. So an employer doesn't have to let go the junior people first. They can decide to let whoever they want to, uh, to go as long as severance is paid and proper and full severance is paid. Now, a couple things, though. An employer can't decide to say, well, I'm going to base it based on age. So I'm going to let go the older employees and keep the younger employees. If it's age, then no, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. Regardless of severance, that can't happen. That's number one. Number two is we have to make sure that the severance is appropriate. And as as, uh, we know, in many cases, most cases, in fact, almost all cases, the severance offered is not appropriate. So, yes, can you be let go? Sure. But we have to make sure that the severance is proper. And uh, we'll get to more phone calls. The number, uh, 416-870-6400. You know that by now. Bring them on. We are ready for you. Gary, thanks for uh, taking your time. How are you tonight? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks. Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, so, um, yeah, my question is, uh, I used to work for a uh, company. I was a driver, a, a delivery driver, and uh, they uh, they contracted my services out to a third party. Um, this third party then uh, canceled the contract and then purchased all the trucks and equipment. And, uh, and the option was given to me to work for them, but um, the option was not given to me to stay with the current company. So um, I now work for that third party. Uh, they offered me, uh, they extended uh, employment to me. But uh, so my question is uh, a severance question. Um, is there any severance uh, owed to me by that uh, company I used to work for? So the question is whether or not the, the, the transaction between the two companies, whether that amounts to a sale of a business. So if, if the second company bought the business, or at least part of the business of, of the first company, then no, you're not entitled to severance at this point. If it was a different type of transaction, this company just decided to take it over, uh, then you are entitled to severance. Do, do you know more about what happened there? Uh, well, I do know that the, the, the company I used to work for, uh, they, they are still in business. Yeah. Um, yeah. The 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 business wasn't purchased. Only the equipment, and uh, the so the contract was taken over. So the equipment and employees were offered uh, uh, employment. So so here's how this would work. The, the new company would have inherited your service, okay? Uh, which means that if they let you go, then they would have to pay you severance based on the time you had with the previous company. But no, because. Uh, in this situation, employment is deemed to be continuous. There would be no requirement by the first company to pay you severance. Okay, that's, and that's even if they were um, not offering me employment if I did not um, accept the employment of the third party. If you had not accepted, then yes, they would they would have had severance obligations to you, the first company. But because you did accept, and now employment is deemed to be continuous, they, they wouldn't have to pay severance. But you're right. If you did not accept, yes, there would have been severance obligations to you. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you for answering my question. 
I appreciate your time tonight as well, Gary. Thank you very much. You want to reach out uh, for a further conversation with Lior or a member of his team, it's 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll uh, take a short pause here, get right back to it. Again, phone lines are open, 416-870-6400. Failing that, we'll get into a lot more email as we clean out that inbox here on the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. This is Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we are back. It is 721 on Wednesday night. If you didn't catch the Monday night show, you got this one. You got the shows on the weekend, Saturday morning. We're here taking your calls as well. And you have Employment Law Show on Global TV and CTV. That's the televised version of the show. 30 minutes in and out. Learn a ton and uh, do that over uh, your weekend coffee. So so there you go. You want to send an email along? We're getting through a bunch. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But the phone lines are there for you right now. 416-870-6400. Bring on your concerns ask your questions randy my brother you're up next he says guys my boss told me that i would be fired at the end of the month i was very upset and told him that i will just be leaving right away thank you very much can i get severance you know john this actually happens more often than you think uh when you're being told that we're letting you go at the end of the week or at the end of the month or and well then i'm leaving i don't want to keep coming into work and seeing everyone and seeing you when you told me I'm, i'm losing my job so goodbye now where's my severance well not so fast unfortunately here's how it works if you receive notice of termination so advance notice of the termination of your employment but you choose to leave before then before that end date the last date then you now are considered to have resigned and if you've resigned then you're not entitled to any severance so even though wait a second they were letting me go in two weeks anyway so why does it matter unfortunately it does matter uh, so even though you may have been owed severance at the end of that period, now that you've resigned, you're not entitled to that severance. So don't do that. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's not what you want. But I would certainly urge you uh, to stick it out because you could be looking at months and months of pay that are worth uh, that are owed to you at the end of that notice period. So. If you resign before, if you leave before your last day, that is a resignation uh, in this situation, and and that means you're disqualified from getting anything else. So if you kind of resigned and left in a half, maybe call your employer and say, you know, change my mind. I was very emotional because you told me I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be uh, leaving, but I want to come back to work and work out my notice period. Right. But if you do resign, unfortunately, you walk away from that severance. There you go. We're going to get back into another email here very shortly. But as always, the calls, the calls are the top priority. 416-870-6400 is the way you navigate that. Ben and Barry. Hi, Ben. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? We're uh, we're hanging in there. What's uh, what's your concern, brother? Uh, so my question is this. I have been working for a company for nine years now. And in the last two years, uh, my job has become, I have more and more responsibilities to a point where I'm running the entire company. But in the last, since COVID started, I'm under a lot of stress. And um, I was wondering, is there a way of getting a stress free from my employer or not? Absolutely. Uh, All you need to do to get a stress leave is to get a doctor's note 
that says you cannot work for medical reasons. It doesn't even need to say that it's stress-related. All, all that the note has to say is that you cannot work for medical reasons. That will allow you to be off work. Now, in terms of getting compensation while you're off work, there's two options. Option number one is if your employer has a, a disability plan, short-term disability plan, for example, then you can apply to that and you can get that, those payments while you're off. If they don't have that, then you can apply for EI sickness benefits and, and get, get those benefits. Uh, the company itself doesn't have to pay you, but either there's a disability plan or you can get EI. Now, the other thing that you can do here, Ben, is, uh, you know, we talked about getting a doctor's note, but you can also get a doctor's note saying that because, for medical reasons, you need to have, uh, they need to change your job or you need maybe reduced hours so that you can get your doctor to help you remove some of those extra responsibilities so that you can continue working. Your employer has to accommodate you. Perfect, because that's the problem I'm having. I'm a salary worker, and I'm seeing myself working about 130 hours every two weeks. Wow. And it's, it's not really working out for me now. So, so I think I would get a doctor's note. Uh, so, I mean, you can get a doctor's note to get you off work completely. So, as an example, maybe you need a few weeks to kind of feel better, et cetera, and, and talk to your doctor and take that time off. When you come back to work, you can also come back to work, again, with the support of your doctor on a bit of a modified basis where the doctor says that, you know, you can't work more than, I don't know, 30 or 40 hours a week, whatever it is. So your employer would have to make it happen, would have to accommodate you. So it all starts, uh, Ben, with you speaking with your doctor and getting that doctor's note. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Neil. No problem. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate that. You want to reach out further for more information, that's always uh, available to you. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. The email address will give you the number to get a hold of Lior, too. It's one 855 821 5900. Still, again, uh, lots of time for you to call in 416 870 6400 here on the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. We're live as always. Greg, you are up next. He says, Because of COVID, Lior, my company has been regularly late in paying me and other employees. Sometimes it could be as much as one week after we are supposed to be paid. This makes life very difficult. Is there something that I can do? Yeah, there, there is. And, you know, let's be very clear. When it comes to getting paid and getting paid on time, that's probably one of the most important obligations that an employer has. Sure. You know, yeah. wh what's the deal? When we go to work, the deal is this. I come into work at the time that you told me to come. I do the job you tell me to do. And in return, you pay me what we agreed on the date we agreed. It's as simple as that. So if an employer doesn't pay you, that is a breach of the terms of employment. So there's two options here. Uh, option number one, you're actually able to treat that situation, that failure to pay you on time is a constructive dismissal. You can say enough is enough. I don't have to continue working at a place where my employer uh, doesn't pay me when they're supposed to. And let's face it, if we don't get our checks on time, it's hard to you know, meet our financial obligations. It's a big deal. So that's option number one. Option number two is you can actually file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor and have the Ministry of Labor order your employer, and potentially they can get fined if they don't, to pay you on time to, to meet their payroll obligations. So those are the, the two options that you have. Uh, but, yeah, it is a big deal, and it's not something you should ignore. And, and there's one more thing I'll say is if yeah. you allow this to happen for too long, okay, if you're not happy but they're paying you late and you let it be and so – it kind of becomes the norm that they pay you late. Well, guess what? At that point, you're considered to have accepted that. And then you will be stuck in that situation without being oh. able to do anything about it. So you really want to act on this right now. 
416-870-6400. That is the number to call through and talk to us here during the show. Nancy says, uh, guys, I've missed... Uh, I've had to miss uh, work on several occasions because of a medical issue that I'm dealing with. My boss told me that if I miss more work, I shouldn't bother coming back. Can he do that? Wow. My gosh. Well, John, I mean, people I think can tell just from the, your tone how, how illegal and, and wrong that is. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. You can be off as long as you need to if it's a legitimate medical reason. Uh, you can't be punished for being sick. You can't be punished if you have a disability. That's a human rights violation, by the way. So you can't be punished unless you actually do something wrong. And if, you, if you're sick and you can't work, you've done nothing wrong. So, no, that's nonsense. That's illegal. If you're uh, unable to work, as long as you have your doctor's support, your employer cannot punish you in any way. If they try to, not only would that be a wrongful dismissal, it would potentially be a human rights violation. Get a doctor's note. That protects you. So I, I don't want you to just decide, I'm not, I'm not well, so I'm going to take a few days off. You've got to get something from your doctor especially if you know you have an employer that may be unreasonable, get that note from the doctor, protect yourself, and if anything, and I do mean anything happens, give me a call. Take a phone call, 416-870-6400. Let's, uh, let's do that. Lance, hi, how are you? Lance hi, or Lance. Lawrence? Uh, well, I have Lance. Is it Lawrence? It's Lawrence. Okay, we'll go with Lawrence. How are you, Lawrence? Forget about Lance. We don't need that guy. How are we you? don't like Lance. He's, he's a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, yeah we don't <laughs> Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, my employer came to me and wanted to change my compensation package. Uh, um, a bit of background. Um, I ran my own company for 15 years, doing a very niche thing in the construction industry. Um, I was approached by this company um, to come and do what I do for them. And I brought my whole crew with me. Um, and we've been there just a little over two years, two years as of July. Now, things haven't gone well. Um, performance hasn't been as what we all expected. And they, and I was off for nine weeks uh, due to COVID um, earlier this year. Um, they just, you know, did the layoff like everybody else. Um, now they've come back to me. I'm on, currently on salary with a commission plan. And they've this week they want to convert my compensation to a total agency. So they basically want to terminate me and have me come back as an agent. So they want all the benefits of having me, but they don't want to undertake any of the risk of having me. Right. And I I said performance hasn't been what we all thought it would be. So I'm just wondering if I say no to this, is, you know, is is their offer and my, you know, what, what can we do? What can we say so, so they only have two options if you say no. And by the way, you should say no. But if you say no, there's only two options. Option number one is they back off and they allow you to continue working as you are. Option number two is they can say, well, we're going to let you go. They're allowed to do that. Let's be very clear, yeah. Lance. They're allowed well, to let idea. you go. But, but the thing to remember, especially given the fact that you had your own business and they came to you, they knocked on your door and said, hey, Lance, we want you to come in. We want you to join us. You actually may be owed severance that recognizes at least some of the 15 years that you had prior. So when it comes to calculating your severance, you may not be just a two-year guy. You may be a, a 15-year guy. So that could mean you, your severance could be north of a year's pay. The problem, of course, is, uh, as you know, is if you accept this, this situation, number one, it probably 
you know, agency. That's another way to say uh, independent contractor. You probably are still an employee. Right. You're probably not an independent contractor. So really, it would be an illegal arrangement. So you, you don't want to do that. Uh, I would, you know, if you can agree with them on some terms that you can live with to modify, maybe the compensation or the commission, fine. If you cannot, you absolutely have a right to say, no, my deal is my deal. And if they want to terminate you, fine, but they'd have to pay you severance. Okay. I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the official formal offer of it to see what it is they're coming back with. I kind of just said, sure, present it to me. I'll take it to the lawyer and we'll see. Kind of thing, just to kind of buy time to, to look into it. I wasn't too sure what I have to do, but I but, but let, let me get some paper and give you a call. But but here's something else to keep in mind, okay? So let's say you say, okay, you know, it doesn't seem so bad, so I'm going to do this. Uh, and then you do this, and a month later they say, well, we don't like it. Now we're going to end the relationship with you. Because they're going to say that you are now an independent contractor. Well, then they, they'll try to let you go without any severance. So you got to mm-hmm. keep all those things in mind. I, I, I just The whole thing doesn't sound right and doesn't feel right to me. But when you have the paperwork, let's sit down, let's go over it and talk about all the possibilities. But I can tell you it's not sitting right with me. Well, I should get it in a day or two, so we'll give you a call early next week, sir. Sounds good. Beauty, thanks, Lawrence. Uh, appreciate that. And, again, the number, I'm sure you know it. It's one uh, 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. you still got some time here, 416-870-6400. The best way to get the information quickly is make that phone call to this show tonight. We'd love to talk to you. Elaine is up next to her emails. We're getting through the inbox. Says, guys, I quit my job because my employer owed me $4,000 in overtime and vacation pay that he refused to pay. I asked for payment many times, and he always promised that he would pay, but never did. Is there something that I can do to get the money owing? You know, I, I love questions like this because when I get questions like this, it, it makes me uh, it be, be able to say that you're actually asking the wrong question. So yeah. it's not a question of what can you do about the $4,000. That's easy. Yes, you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, or you can go through small claims even to get that. That's easy. You'll get it full stop. But there's a bigger issue here. If your employer owes you money, as, as, as she was owed, and they don't pay, well, and if you leave as a result, that's actually a constructive dismissal. That's a termination. So not only are you owed the, the 4000 in this case, you're owed severance as well. If your employer did something to you that caused you to leave, you know something that's otherwise illegal, in this case, not paying you money that they owe you, and as a result of that, you say, well, I can't take this, not acceptable, I'm leaving, you're out severance. Now, I don't know too much about Elaine's job and how long how long she's been there and her age, etc., but it could be anywhere from 2 to 24 months pay that she's owed over and above that $4,000. So, uh, I want you to reach out to me Elaine. I want you to connect with me. Let's uh let's have a discussion because not only can I help you get that 4,000, that's kind of the the low-hanging fruit here, but yeah. we can also get you severance. Absolutely. Elaine, you got the email address. Obviously, here is that phone number, one 821 5900 By the way, anytime you go to employmentlawyer.ca, you can catch uh, places where you can catch our past TV show and old radio shows as well to listen back. There's always good information uh, there. It's good for good for all time, really. And pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is a wonderful resource. But you still got some minutes here, 416 870 6400 to ask your questions another email fred's up says uh, i got into an argument with my boss and was fired on the spot with no compensation i've always been a good employee and have worked for the company for five years can i get my job back 
I get often asked, uh, can I get my job back? Uh, you know, people, usually when they call me, if they lost their job, they're not necessarily thinking about compensation so much as, well, wait a second, I don't think it was legit that I lost my job. I just want it back. But in most cases, John, the answer is no. Unfortunately, you cannot get your job back only because there's no legal mechanism to force the company, in most cases, to take you back. Now, if a company decides to hire you back, sure. But I actually don't have any, any tools at my, disposable, at my disposal to make them take you back. So that said, here's what you need to understand. Yeah, you got into a, uh, an argument with the boss. Yeah, not a good thing. Maybe you use some language you shouldn't have used. Not a good thing. But that does not mean you can be let go for cause. Mm -hmm. That does not mean you can be let go without severance. And the reason for that is, as we know, it's very difficult to terminate employment for cause without severance. It's only in the worst situations for the worst offenders. So while I may not be able to help you uh, get your job back, I can certainly help you get the severance that you're owed. Even though you may not necessarily have clean hands, even though you may have done something that you regret, it happens and the law says there's other things an employer can do. They can warn you, maybe even suspend you, but to terminate for cause, you would have had to do something pretty, pretty bad. Uh, and it certainly doesn't sound like that was it. Yeah, you often uh, refer to it as the death penalty of the employment relationship, and it truly is. It's, it's the final step, right, if you've done something really nasty. Absolutely. You know, we're not yeah. going to give someone the, the, the death penalty if they just did something wrong. It has to be pretty bad. Well, it's the same thing with, uh, with the termination for cause. And in most cases, many cases, if an employer pulls the trigger what, on what they believe is a legitimate termination for cause, oftentimes it's actually not in the eyes of the law, meaning it's a wrongful dismissal and severance mm -hmm. is owed to the employee. We'll get to Bill's email quick. Bill says, I would like to take some time off this fall to travel about two months. How should I approach my employer about taking unpaid time off? And what do I do if they say no? Well, you know, you, you actually cannot require your employer to give you that time off. And even if you have enough vacation, an employer is allowed to say when you take vacation and when you don't take vacation. So the, the best advice really, and it's not you know particularly uh, legal, so to speak, it's to talk to your employer and, and, and work an arrangement if you can. You want to have something in writing that confirms that, yes, you're allowed to do that and that you'll have your job back. Don't just leave on, on the basis that they told me everything will be fine. That's too risky. Uh, but ultimately, if they agree, it's in writing, you're, you're safe, you're good to go. Uh, if you come back and there's no job, that's, that's a, a wrongful dismissal. You'd be owed severance, etc. But if they say, no, sorry, Bill, we need you here. We can't have you go for two weeks. Then in that situation, you, know, you if you leave, you're losing your job. You're essentially resigning from your job. Speak to your employer. Uh, try to work it out with them. If they say no, uh, I, my advice is don't, don't leave at that point. Neil, you are up next. Thanks for standing by. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Yourself? You bet. We're good. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Well, just a quick question. Um, I, I'm a driver, and at work, I'm just wondering, I'm starting to hear rumblings that they may require uh, COVID testing. Um, there's no indication anybody has it or anything, but I'm just wondering if they can require us to do that, or can we refuse that, or are there any sanctions for that? So, no, an employer cannot actually require you to, to present a test. What they can do is if in situations where there's a good reason to to do so if there's you, you've been exposed or someone near you has been exposed uh they can say well we, we want you to do one of two things either you have to self-isolate now and you can't work for a couple of weeks 
or you have to present us with a negative test. So they can't just say, well, too bad, you're not coming in until you have a test. But if there's a good reason, they can require you, they can give you those two options, isolate or do the test. Uh, now, there has to be a good reason for that. They can't just decide it's a new rule from now on. Anyone coming into the office has to have a test. No, that doesn't work that way. Uh, but if there is a good reason, they could impose one of those two things. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate your time. We'll get to a, another email here. It is uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's always the email address. Beth writes in, says, I've been on a medical disability leave for three months. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work. They say that the business really needs me. I'm afraid that if I don't return, I won't have a job there anymore. Uh, do you have any advice for me? Well, sure. It's not. It's nice to be needed, but it's also e- illegal to try to press someone to come back when they're not ready or before their doctor clears them. So here's how this works. Uh, you should always follow your doctor's advice, okay? Uh, if your doctor says you can't work, then don't go to work. If you do that, uh, you, you'll probably end up making yourself sicker or, or, or hurt yourself. So, and your employer cannot fire you because of the fact that you've been off work. They cannot fire you because of the fact that you didn't come back contrary to your doctor's orders. Now, here's what could happen if your employer says, well, this is an important role, and and if you're going to be off for a while, that's okay, no problem, but we need to, to bring someone to do the job because the job has to be done. If they bring someone to do the job, and as a result of that, six months later, you don't have a job legitimately, then they could terminate you with severance. But again, that would have to be a situation where there's legitimate no job, uh, where they've tried to find you a role, and when you're not being punished for taking a, a medical leave. So in those situations, yes, you could be let go with severance. But that's something you deal with when you're ready to come back to work. For now, follow your doctor's advice, do that, and, and when you're healthy to return to work, if there's no job, let's talk. Putting my employer hat on for a moment here, what if the person that I've, I've used uh, in the interim to cover this person's absence is an absolute rock star and I want to keep them? You can. So you are able oh, okay. to keep them in this situation. Now, you can't do that in a maternity leave situation. So in a maternity leave situation, you can't say, well, I like your replacement better, so out you go. In a medical leave situation, yes, you generally can do that. Uh, so long as it's, there is someone in that role and there's, so long as there's no other available role for the employee. But, of course, severance has to be paid. So an employer is not required to fire someone just because another employee is coming back from a medical leave. They would be required to do that in a, in a maternity or, or a parental leave situation, but not in a medical leave. But, again, you don't lose your severance just because that happened. Good for another night. We hope you got all this information you want to reach out. If you didn't, there's always uh, several options. As a matter of fact, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is the email address. Phone number, 1-855-821-5900. And always the good advice right off the top is to go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free, anonymous, and full of good employment law goodies. So have a look at that one, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We're going to get out of here back in the weekend. Hope you join us for the Employment Law Show on Global TV and CTV as well. On Point is coming right back. Alex Pearson is up next. Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.